0: Welcome back to the Betting Pros Podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris. Find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. Week three is almost over. It is time to look ahead at the lines for week four. There are some intriguing things we're going to want to talk about. Here to do it with me is Pat Fitzmorris. You can find him on Twitter at Fitz underscore FF. He is a senior editor here at Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros. Pat, thank you for joining me this morning. How are you doing? Great, Dan. Uh,
1: Week four looks pretty fun. I can't wait to talk
0: about it. The Thursday night game gets us off on a really disgusting start, but, uh, you know, I guess it'll get better, right? Yes, it does get a lot better. But even the worst football game is the best football game, as we saw, sort of, even with the Panthers and the Texans. So let's get into all of it here for week four. Before we do, let me tell you about the latest offer from BetMGM. New customers can bet $5 and win $100 in free bets if they bet on an NFL football game and either team scores a touchdown. So you get that? You bet $5. You win $100 in free bets if either team scores a touchdown. That is free money. That is going to happen in pretty much whatever bet you take. Use the code JUICE100. I have mentioned it, the Daily Juice podcast hosted by Matt Peralt. That's where that promo code comes from. Again, JUICE100, new customers, bet $5 in any NFL game, win $100 in free bets. If either team scores a touchdown, also, it is September 27th today. That means it is almost October, and that is when the giveaway for the Tua of vailoa signed jersey ends. All you got to do to be entered is leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts or CastBox, and then go to bettingpros.com, sorry, slash review. That is it, three times the entries. By the way, if you subscribe to the Betting Pros YouTube channel at youtube.com slash bettingpros, and again, every Sunday morning, We do a live stream, me and Matt Peralt, from 11 to 12. We talk about our best bets. We talk about props. It's a lot of fun. So again, leave a review for the show on Apple Podcast or CastBox. Then go to bettingpros.com slash review and subscribe to our YouTube channel, three times the entries. All right, Pat, let's get into it with a game that everybody wants to see. It is the Jaguars visiting the Bengals. You told me the Bengals were going to be a seven and a half point favorite over anyone this year. I I might have doubted you at the beginning, but... The consensus line is seven and a half. There are some sevens out there. Again, at at bettingpros.com, we have consensus lines. We have books from all over. I'm DraftKings. Pat, you've talked how you do DraftKings. It's seven there. But again, consensus line, seven and a half. The total, consensus total, 45 and a half. So just what's your reaction to that line?
1: Yeah, so that hook is going to be all important, Dan. I think I'm inclined to take the points if I can get Jacksonville. Like, I know that had to be a big game for the Bengals against their longtime rivals, the Steelers, to go in in Pittsburgh and win that game. Uh, you just wonder if they might be looking a little bit past uh, the next game on the schedule or, or weren't maybe thinking that much about that one. So, um, you know, big game for the Jaguars. They were actually scrappier this past week. Uh, things got away from them against the Cardinals. They just ran into too much firepower with, with Kyler Murray in that offense. But, um yeah, seven and a half just laying seven or seven and a half with the Bengals just doesn't feel good. And uh the seven and a half is uh that's just I can't quite get over that big obstacle. So I'm I make this analogy. I probably
0: last time it's one of my favorite ones. I'm a big movie person. Random movie scenes pop into my head when I'm thinking about something, and I think of the Princess Bride and I think of the Zini doing the wine glasses and just looking at this game and the spread and being like <laughs> I clearly cannot choose the wine in front of you, and I clearly cannot choose the wine in front of me because that's what this is. And it strikes me, Pat, is like, I'm going to look at every Jaguar spread and I'm going to be like, oh, there's value on the Jags right now. Like, there is very clearly value on a seven and a half point spread on the Bengals coming off a giant win here against the Steelers. It's a prime letdown spot. The Jaguars, right? They fought. They fought. I mean, they got, look, they got a. 109 yard kickoff return that's not going to happen every time but there were moments where you said oh my god they're going to beat the cardinals at this point but it reminds me of the jets the other year where you were just like i can't i know there's value on the jets but i can't take the jets right now because they're such a dumpster fire so i i think in the end it's just going to be something i stay away from Pat. It, it's not it's not something i can go near I, the total also 45 and a half 46 I, actually it's between 45 FanDuel's 45 bet mgm is 46 so 45 and a half i don't really see value on the total do you
1: no i don't either way it, that seems like something i'm just going to lay off entirely um I will make the case for Jacksonville, Dan. I do think they are a livelier, bad team than either the Texans or the Jets right now. Um, Jets might have a lively defense, but their offense is pretty much non-functional. There were moments of functionality with Trevor Lawrence and that offense yesterday, and I think he's going to turn the corner pretty abruptly at some point and at least be uh, capable. I mean, he's just making bad decisions right now, and I think he's going to pick it up pretty quickly. He's made more bad decisions in three games than we saw him make in three years at Clemson. So, um, you know, I I think that's going to turn around. The defense isn't totally awful, so I I think they're a little scrappier than some of these other just complete dumpster fire teams. 2021
0: Jaguars, moments of functionality. Let's go to the uh, Texans visiting the Bills. 17-point favorite. No no big deal here. Uh, the total's 48. What do you do, Pat, when you have a spread this large? I, I mean, is there any value
1: on taking the dog at this point, given where we are? Yeah, just like I, I don't like betting Alabama Vanderbilt games in college, Dan. I, I really shy away from a line like this. I mean, there's just so much wiggle room for the underdog here and yet I can't take the underdog because Buffalo really does look like one of the three or four best teams in the league um, their defense now matches their offense if, if not more so and uh, you know even though the Texans were fairly scrappy against Carolina another good defense last week and even though they've had uh, will have had 10 days to prepare for this one I can't take them with the points I'm, I'm this is a stay away there's no way.
0: There's no way you could take the Texans in this game just because, again, the Bills. You're right, Pat. I, like, I realized that Josh Allen in the first couple of games, he looked great on Sunday. But I realized that there was some like, oh, this looks a little like the old Josh Allen. Like, who knows what we're going to see? Their defense has been so incredibly impressive to me. And I know they've had a great pass defense, but, you know, they're the run- just all over the place. They, they look really, really good. There's no way I could take. But I also like like I can't take a team laying 17 point. I just I I can't do that. I You know, no matter what fluky things can happen to allow them to cover. And the total, again, also one of these things where I assume you agree. It's just like I don't really know how to feel about like watching this game. I have no idea what the total could be. I mean, the Bills could get there by themselves realistically or right. But if they don't, who knows what's going to be. So that is a
1: stay away for me, at least on that side. Would you agree with that on the total? I do because if it does play out as they expect and, you know, the Texans, I think their uh, expected point total based on the line is something like 15 and a half points. And if it does get out of hand, you could see the the Bills taking the arrow out of the ball and just giving it to Zach Moss and Devin Singletary a lot in the second half. And, um, you know, I I could see the Bills going over by themselves or I could see this just being a a really dead second half where we see – seven or 10 points scored after after intermission all right saints
0: are at home laying and they will be at home for this game right i i read they're back to new orleans i think right? so i, I think believe so. they were cleared so i think they're home and they will be uh, laying eight to the oh three giants a low total here 43 and a half what do you think
1: i always kind of like taking the team stand coming off really disappointing victories against the fat and happy teams coming off a win at least if the team coming off the disappointed victory is good enough to do something about it that's the open question with the giants i don't know if they're good enough to do anything about it but like when teams are a little bit embarrassed and i think you're embarrassed losing a home game to the falcons yeah um i think they're going to come out a little a little angry at this one so i'm i'm inclined to take the points here i kind of like the giants Does the fact like all the injuries
0: that they have on offense, I realize when you're doing, you know, the most important things when you're looking at a line really are like offensive line injuries and everything like that. But they, I mean, if they're probably not going to have Sterling Shepard. They're probably not going to have, you know, Darius Slayton in this game. Saquon looked good yesterday. We talked about so maybe the offense opens up a little bit. Does that matter to you whatsoever, their health, or you just think there's value
1: regardless? Not much because they get Evan Ingram back. Uh, yep. I actually think Colin Johnson, I, I was surprised that Jaguars yeah. released him. Like he's a, a decent fill in player and, you know, had a couple catches for them yesterday. So um, yeah, I, I just kind of like them and, and nothing about that Saints offense has really impressed me. They've done a great job taking short fields yes. and punching it in on short fields so far, but like we haven't seen 80 yards, 70 yards sustained drives from Jameis yet. Um you know, I don't know if they can get that from him consistently. Like, that's always been Jameis's thing. He'll he'll zip it down in a couple of plays sometimes, but sometimes when you ask Jameis to go 80 or 90 yards, you're going to get that turnover first before you get points. So, Do you think there's any chance that this gets down to a touchdown by the
0: time we get to Sunday? Like, is there any value if you like the dog right now taking it now, or do you think that it's
1: probably going to end up here at eight? I think it'll probably end up at eight. I don't think it gets uh, bet down just because. Um, I don't know I would think the Saints are the more public team here. For sure. So um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily. I don't know. I wouldn't be opposed to pouncing on it now, but I don't think it's urgent. I don't think that line's going to be driven way down. It strikes me as a very
0: sharp versus public type of game right i think like right the number the number of bets is going to be heavily weighted to the saints the amount of money is probably going to be pretty much 50 50 in this game but if there is a side to take care i agree with you because i think the saints are i i think ideally you know that the saints right now do not want winston throwing it up like crazy we talked about a little bit yesterday on the fantasy pros podcast that They want to be conservative if they can, which I think is going to bleed the clock. I mean, realistically, Pat, even though it's a low total, I think there's probably value on the under. I don't think I'll bet it on the 43 and a half because it's such a low total. But it strikes me as a game where, you know, similar to the Falcons-Giants game yesterday, which I think hit 31, right? 17-14 strikes me as kind of a slow moving defensive game where the clock's just going to kind of run a little bit here. And. I could see value on the under, but I'm not betting it because I just, it's right unders in the, other than the Jets Broncos, where I felt very confident in the under in that game. I just don't think there's a lot of, you know, you can't feel good about betting any under in the NFL pretty much.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I'm kind of with you there, Dan, I could see that sort of game developing, but I could also see with a Daniel Jones versus Jameis Winston game, (laughs) turnovers and short fields, which can pile up points in a hurry. So, um, It's a game that could kind of go one of of two ways with that total, and I just don't want to try to to guess which way it's going to go.
0: That's an outstanding point, actually. There could be a lot of short fields in that game, so (laughs) I I would stay away, but you know, it does strike me as absent that neither team is going to pile up the points. Let's go to the Eagles at home getting six from the one and two Chiefs which is uh, a little bizarre. The total is 55. Now, we are recording this on Monday early on during the day. We have not seen the Eagles play yet. Tonight, there could be injuries. This line certainly could move um, depending on what happens. But just looking at it right now,
1: what do you think here? The Eagles getting six at home, total of 55. Oh, man. Dan, I think the last time I won a bet on the Chiefs, like taking them with a spread like Either Alex Smith was quarterback. Maybe it was Todd Blackledge. I can't remember. It's been a long time. So, um, yeah, I just, like, I hate the Chiefs giving away that sort of uh, heavy total against, you know, a a capable team on the road. I I really like the Eagles in this one. I just, the Chiefs don't seem quite all there. The the formula they're using right now, which, um, you know, Patrick Mahomes wins the games, just try to maybe bend but not break as the defense, force a couple of turnovers. Like, it's this defense is not especially good. Like, they are very turnover dependent, and if they don't get those turnovers, you can move the ball on them. And, yeah. um, you know, plus we've got a, a live quarterback on the other side with Jalen Hurts who's going to make plays. Um, it's going to be a fun game, but I, I would absolutely take the Eagles in this. I don't want to lay the points with the Chiefs. Yeah, there's no way you can take the Chiefs,
0: I think. And also, by the way, if you do like the Chiefs at all, like you don't need to worry about like it's not getting at seven unless something crazy happens tonight, obviously, or something like like Hertz goes down or something. But it's not getting to seven because this is what I, I mean, everybody it's stuck that spread against starters stuck at six, six and a half all week because you knew exactly what was going on. The Chiefs just don't cover. But I, I agree with you, Pat. Like, the biggest thing that sticks out to me right now about the Chiefs is that defense, which, again, last year was was fine, you know? But this year, it's really just a, you know, they're going to give up a ton of yards. Maybe they can keep you out of the end zone. But for the most part, it's bad. It's a bad defense right now. And it's really hard to feel confident at all against them. a team that doesn't cover the spread on its best day anyway, right? Like, that's just not what they do. They win games, but they don't. So... I agree with you. I, I like the Eagles here. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, oh, I was just going to add one more thing that uh, w- with Andy Reid hospitalized after that last game, it's not going to be a normal work week for the yep. Chiefs, which is another yep. thing to factor in, I think. I think that's
0: a, a great call there as well. So again, we'll see what happens tonight. But I do lean Eagles. Uh, Washington is visiting Atlanta. The Falcons are favored here by a point, which I don't know why struck me as a little strange, but maybe not. I'll be interested to hear you. And the total is 48 and a half. What do you think about this one?
1: Sounds like we're thinking the same thing, that this is probably a good spot for Washington. I guess just um, fundamentally my opinion of Washington has not changed that much, even though I've kind of been disappointed with their results these first three weeks. Like, I think that defense is better than it's played. And, um, you know, I just think this shapes up as a pretty good team versus a pretty bad team. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to take the, the road team here. Yeah, it's surprising to me. Like, I, I
0: assumed Washington would be fair. I get that their defense has been somewhat disappointing. I, I understand that. But, I mean, playing the Bills, I think really yesterday what we saw, Pat, is we saw a really, really good Bills team. Like, just kind of stick it to them. Like, I, I I, don't blame them nearly as much as I credit the Bills in that game. Um, So, yeah, that's crazy to me, actually. I really think, in fact, I'm going to fire on it probably in the middle of this podcast. No, no <laughs> offense to, uh, <laughs> to you. I like to do that Pat, in the middle of podcasts where I see something and be like, OK, yeah, I would. I mean, again, it's, you know, whether a team is favored by one or or laying one, like it's not a huge difference, obviously. So I don't think you have to rush to do it or anything like that. But the wrong team is favored in this matchup, in my opinion. Um. Cowboys laying four and a half to the Panthers with a total of 50. Once again, we have not seen the Cowboys yet play tonight. So maybe something happens. Four and a half is in that dead zone here for uh, a team. We don't know Christian McCaffrey's status. Less than a grade one hamstring strain is what we were hearing, but I still wouldn't expect them to necessarily play, even with the 10 days. Uh, They just made a trade right before uh, we did to uh, trade Dan Arnold and bolster their cornerback unit. So what do you think here? Cowboys laying four and a half at
1: home coming off a short week. Panthers off the mini buy. As much as I respect the Panthers defense and think that is a, a very legitimate unit this year, I I think I like the Cowboys a little bit here against the, the depleted uh you know, I'm I am gonna make the leap of faith and assume that Christian McCaffrey's not gonna play in this yes. one. Um, so I, I think they are just going to have a little too much firepower for the Panthers. As good as that defense is, I I don't know if they can completely hold down the, the Dallas offense. And, um, you know, I just, I think at home, the Cowboys should probably get this done.
0: Uh, Interesting. I think I come on the other side, Pat. And again, I don't think that this is something where you have to bet it either way, right? Because it's in that dead zone. It's not like it's getting a three. It's not like it's getting a seven. It's four and a half. You're fine either way. Uh, But, you know, to me, I mean, look, kudos to the Cowboys for winning that game against the Chargers last week, where I I was on the Chargers getting three uh, or laying three in that game. Sorry. Um, So uh, kudos to them. But, you know, their offensive line is, you know, so, you know, just you know, Lel Collins, obviously down. It's fine. It hasn't played quite as well as sort of I expected. They have injuries on defense. I feel like either way, the Cowboys, I don't want to say this the wrong way. I don't know if they have the mentality to go out there and win a game by two touchdowns at this point. Like they just seem like the type of team that will let you hang around. And even without Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers don't look like world beaters, certainly there, but Chuba Hubbard is able to get it done a notch. DJ Moore is a star. Robbie Anderson is... Still there, I I don't know what he's doing exactly, but they have enough, I think, where they can keep it close. So I think if I'm getting over a field goal in this game, again not having seen what happens tonight, I'm willing to kind of ride with the Panthers in this one. Do you like the total pack? Because I mean, I think you think the Cowboys are going to score. It's 50, so it's a high total. But
1: do you have any value there with that one? I'm inclined to go over on this one. I yep. think there's going to be just enough and and. Boy, I mean that's maybe counterintuitive as as good as I've felt about the Panthers' defense. Like, I that's been one of the biggest surprises of the season. I think of how good they have been, um, yeah. And you know, almost borderline elite defense. But um, you know, I still think Dallas, even with the offensive line woes, can put up points on them. Yep. And I I don't think Dallas is going to completely shut down Carolina. So I do think it's probably going to squeeze over that that fifty total. I agree. And again, it's a
0: lot of 50 and a halfs already out there. So it's it's in between. But I agree with you. I lean the over and I have been impressed as well with the Panthers defense. But I don't think you're stopping. I, I don't think really there is a defense that can fully stop the Cowboys offense so long as Dak is healthy and he's got at least two pass catchers and both running backs really are, are putting up points. So I agree. I lean over here with the 50. Let's go to the Browns. Visiting uh, Minnesota, the Vikings are laying one point and the total is 52 and a half. That's a game I'm excited to watch. What do you think here about the uh, spread? Uh, I am
1: probably considering this a stay away because I do think this works out to basically a true coin flip. The Vikings at home against a good team. Um, I may have said the Vikings are laying one. By the way, if I did, it's the they're, Browns, they're laying getting, one. Okay, Browns getting. Okay, they're getting one. Favorite. I apologize. Gotcha. I apologize.
0: Yeah, the Browns are the favorite by one. Again, it doesn't matter that much. You know, when you're when you're thinking about it, whether you're laying one, whether you're getting one, but the Browns here, I'm sorry, are laying one. Sorry if I misspoke.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Um, so I think the uh, the spread is a stay away for me. I'm more interested in the total and maybe playing this one under. Just mm-hmm. the way the Browns play, I I think they you know are the ultimate ball control team. And uh, sort of want to play slow, whereas maybe Minnesota might want to push the tempo a little bit. I, I think the Browns uh, want to go four corners a little bit here, run the ball with Chubb and Hunt, yep. have, have Baker manage the game. Uh, that's kind of been the Stefanski formula this season, and I think it's going to apply here too. I agree with you. Uh, you know the Dolphin the Dolphins going to sorry the uh,
0: Vikings are explosive really this year. You know more than ever, and Cousins is playing great, and the receivers are are playing really well and. You know you've got the tight end now involved, but realistically i i think that this game is kind of a slugfest in a a slower moving game than i think most people are going to expect so at 52 and a half that's
1: what it was that's that's too high for me so i am going to go under there as well and the other point i would make about that is just that uh if the vikings had maybe abandoned the run yesterday without dalvin cook uh i might feel a little differently at all but they yeah. really didn't like they're not going to get away from the running game entirely under Mike Zimmer. Like we've seen that for several years now and uh, they didn't get away from it yesterday. So
0: yeah. And they didn't need, i Madison looked great. So that's good that, that uh, they stuck with it. So even if cook is out, which I kind of think he might be for this one, just given what uh, you know, he didn't sound particularly close to playing. uh, It doesn't really matter in terms of how we view the game. So I agree with you there. Let's go to the Colts are visiting the dolphins. The dolphins are laying a point and a half. And the total is a low 43 and a half.
1: What do you think? I don't think I can uh, support the Colts there in a road game with, uh, unless they're getting more points than that. Um, but, man, this is, a, this is a tough one. Like, this is just two teams I do not trust at all. So I probably will not touch this one. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, Dan, if either of these teams grabs you. But have they given us a reason to want to – throw our arms around them yet either one i will
0: i will be watching this game because we watch every football game pat as our job both as you know on both sides but i have no interest in having like a vested interest in this game on one in one way or another no i don't and again look look if you forced me right if you were like hey dan here's a hundred bucks you have to bet it on this game I'd probably just take the Dolphins because I think they probably wind up coming out ahead in this game, but I would have no confidence in doing it whatsoever. So just to stay away from me, not a game I want to really get uh, any piece of. So let's move on to, uh, I don't know how I feel about this one, Pat. This is the Bears at home against the Lions. They're laying three and a half. So you get that hook if you want to take the Lions. And the total is also 43 and a half. Uh, Justin Fields, we talked about it yesterday on our fantasy podcast looked terrible. The offensive line was abysmal. Uh, The Bears offense looked broken. I assume it's still going to be fields in this one, just from everything I've seen about Dalton not being ready yet. So
1: what do you think here with them laying three and a half against the Lions? Doesn't it feel like the odds makers just sort of threw up their arms with this one and didn't know what to do with it? And, um, you know, under Dan Campbell, the Lions have indeed been biting kneecaps, Dan. I mean, they've uh, (laughs) they refuse to let the the 49ers put them away in week one. Um, You know, week two against the Packers kind of got away from them. But then yesterday they should have probably, I mean, they should have, and they shouldn't have won that game. Right. Uh, Hollywood Brown should have had like two or three touchdown catches. Um, And yet the lions, it took that 66 yard bounce off the uprights field goal to put them away. So they have been really scrappy. Um, on the other hand, two weeks ago, we saw the Bears put together a pretty good game at home against the, the Bengals. And, uh, you know, they're one solid effort this season. I do think they've got a better team. Like, I've been almost pleasantly surprised by the Bears' defense. The front seven has been pretty uh, yep. good, actually, covering up for some of the holes they might have in the back end. And meanwhile, like, Detroit's got some major coverage issues. I mean, this was one of the worst groups of cornerbacks to begin with. Then they lose Jeffrey Okuda, their best cornerback. And then uh Malifan, who's probably their second best guy. And I I forgive me for not knowing whether there's any chance if Malafonu comes back this week, but I mean they had so many blown coverages against the Ravens, and like the Ravens just couldn't fully cash in yesterday. Um but I think even as dysfunctional as that Bears passing game looked this past week, yeah, I I think it's destined to look a little better. It has to, Dan doesn't. I mean, like Matt Nagy is not going to be there next year, but he's playing for his next job, and whether that's like a job as a a you know maybe an OC or a quarterbacks coach at the NFL level, or you know the quarterbacks coach at with the San Diego state Aztecs next year. Like he's a young coach. He's still got a career ahead of him. And like, he better get this ironed out with fields fast. Yeah. Or he's going to be in Siberia next year.
0: I assume that it's going to be better than what we saw yesterday, but Pat, you and I could be out on the football field and it might be better than what we saw yesterday. Um, all right. I'm not going to bet this game. I'm not, I'm just going to be transparent. I'm not going to bet this game. There's no way Uh, because I don't feel confident either way. But I think if it stays here where I'm getting the hook, I'll take the hook. And I'll assume that even if the Bears pull it together and it gets better from what we saw yesterday, that the Lions figure out a way to keep it close and get the garbage time with Swift and sort of keeping it there and keeping it within a field goal in a divisional game where I can't trust either team. I will just basically take the hook. It surprises me a little bit. Here, because I think it begs you to take the hook, and I don't know why the bookmakers necessarily would want that. I mean, maybe, I, maybe with what you're saying, like it, it makes sense that they would, but I don't know how you can feel confident in either team at this point. So it's just something where I don't want to go
1: near. What about the total pad at forty three and a half? Anything there? Yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to play it over. I mean, we see, have seen that Detroit just can't cover. They, they don't have the personnel to cover anyone. And yeah. um, like Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney are going to be open at points in that game. And Fields has a good arm. I mean, he it was the pass rush that was causing him all sorts of problems yesterday. Yep. And if they can keep him just the least little bit clean, I think he's going to be able to do some business against this Detroit secondary, which is just in tatters right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to uh, the Jets hosting the Titans. The Titans are laying seven and a half and
1: the total is 46. What do you think? Oh, man, it's so hard to, to back the Jets right now. Um, it, it's dysfunctional as it's been. And yet the Titans, not a team you really feel comfortable laying seven and a half with. So probably a stay away for me. How do you feel about this one? I just nothing grabs me here. That's all right. I think there's
0: value on the Jets that I will not be taking like that. That's how I view it. And I think that realistically, when you look at these games with the Jets, you're going to say all the trends are going to suggest the Jets and everything. And I think they'll put up points like I don't necessarily even hate the 46 uh, as the over under there, because I do think that this is a game where you'll see what happens. A little bit when the Jets aren't playing a a good defense, like they played the Broncos, they had the Panthers in week one, uh, they had the Patriots. They played some decent defenses who can really, you know, hone in on the fact that their line is terrible. So I think you'll probably see some offense. I I, I don't hate the over at 46, but realistically, we also, we don't know A.J. Brown's status or anything like that. Not that that necessarily means a ton, but... I it's a stay away from me, really. I, I think there's value on the Jets that I have no interest in taking whatsoever. And like you said, you like, I just, I can't really back the Jets. But the Titans have seemed a little dysfunctional at times, even yesterday in a game that I thought that they would, They, I mean, they wound up winning the final score is fine. They covered the spread. I had them with the spread, but they didn't look particularly impressive overall, right? So I, I think that it's something where the Jets can maybe hang around. I think it'll go over, but I'm not betting
1: it either way. Yeah. That sounds right, and I, you make a good point about the Jets having faced some really tough defenses, and this is probably going to be their easiest uh, opponent. Maybe they can move the ball a little bit more, but yeah, they were just kind of drawing dead against the Broncos in Denver yesterday. And they were, and again, and I think that uh, we uh, the our guest
0: from this past week, Alex koloje basically had said, or maybe it was Andrew Cayley last week at it, which was basically a, after this week, start taking the over on the Jets games. Because I think you will see, the offense is not... The offensive line is terrible, but the offense is not quite as dysfunctional as it necessarily has shown, you know, given it. They have, we'll see Elijah Moore, obviously had the concussion. So we'll see about that, but they can move the ball. Like they're just, they have run into some difficult defenses right now. And I think you'll see them put up some points in this game. So I do lean the over 46, but the spread is an absolute runaway for me because I I think there's value on the jets that I have no interest in going near the 49ers are at home here laying three and a half
1: to the Seahawks. The total is 15 and a half. What do you think about this one, Pat? Oh man. Uh, I'm going to have to take a longer look at this one. Cause right off the bat, like nothing grabs me. You'd think the 49ers would be in kind of a good bounce back spot. But then again, you know, Seattle didn't play their best game against Minnesota. So yep. um, man, it just, it seems like the right line. Like I, I don't yep. know who the better team is right now. So three and a half for the home team sounds about right. And um Probably leaning over. Like, I, I think it yep. would probably go over, but um, then again, I'm, I'm not entirely sure about that either. Um, Garoppolo didn't look great against the Packers on Sunday nights. Uh, the pass rush was really getting to him, and I know Seattle. <sighs> I think the thing that drives me towards the over more than anything else is I think Seattle is another one of these teams that people are going to attack all year. Like, their cornerbacks are not good. But they can put heat on the passer, and uh, Green Bay, which had not put any pressure on anyone all season, was getting to Garoppolo Sunday Sunday night. And uh, so I think Seattle's going to maybe be able to get to him and and hold up that back end a little bit. But we'll see. I'm I'm leaning over here. I kind of want to dig into this one a little bit more before I lock anything in. Yeah, I agree that the
0: over is the play here and that you made a good point. Like, the, I did not expect the Seahawks to be able to just generally get as much pressure as they have gotten so far this year. So I could see that being something. But I do think that the, there is going to be points scored in this game uh, for sure. Interesting, though, Pat, I, I will ask you because you basically said you don't know which one of these teams is the better team. Why doesn't that drive you to take the hook then? If you're getting the, you know, the three and a half, if you think, you know, I'm not sure, why don't, why don't you just take uh, at this point the, the, you know, they're asking you to,
1: they're asking you to right, take the Seahawks on right. this one. Yeah, I just don't, like that half point sometimes isn't compelling enough for me. Like, you know, oh, if it was three, I'd walk away from it with the <laughs> hook, I'm taking it. I guess I don't feel that strongly about that extra half point.
0: Okay, fair enough. How about the Rams are hosting the Cardinals? The matchup of 3-0 and teams here, the Rams are laying six points. The total is 53.5. I love, by the way, that it's like the total is just like 53, 54, 55, like routinely now in the NFL. It's kind
1: of crazy. But again, what do you think? There are six points, 53.5 total. I'm inclined to go for the Cardinals just because I think it's going to be a close game, like a really close one. And I think the Rams are maybe getting a little too much credit for albeit a very convincing win against the Buccaneers. Um, and and that's it. I think the Rams are being rewarded for beating the team that a lot of people had maybe pegged as the best team in the the NFL, the defending champions, uh, who have been p- playing great going into week three. So, But this one just feels like it's going to be a really good game, and six points feels like too much to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, this strikes me at, at worst, the backdoor cover by the Cardinals. Because like, as long as Murray is healthy, they can score in three seconds if they absolutely need to and you know kudos to the rams they they do look great but you know they you can score off them you can put up points so i agree with you also by the way i'll just take the over like i i get that like the the total is is high but both teams are going to put up points in this game so i will take the over at this and again it's for for me pat and i you know again we talked about DraftKings. it's actually at 40 54 and a half already so that maybe i'll be like okay fine like uh, fine you've got me i'll stay away from it necessarily but at 53 and a half i feel okay with it really it's it's there's going to be points in this
1: game same yeah agree
0: all right your packers are hosting the steelers uh laying seven points here with the packers and total 47 and a half that the steelers i mean they look terrible they've got injuries everywhere you know we don't know what receivers are going to be healthy their offensive line is in shambles. what do you think here
1: yeah, another thing, I, I kind of want to see the injury report for the Packers and whether Elton Jenkins is back, although they did a pretty good job of protecting uh, Aaron Rodgers without Jenkins. And, you know, of course, David Bakhtiari is still out. But I think the for the Packers' offensive line to hold up against two pretty good pass rushes in a row with that sort of loss of manpower up front might be difficult. But um, as far as an offensive line holding up, I mean, Pittsburgh can't hold up to anyone right now. And the Packers finally generated a little bit of pass rush against San Francisco on Sunday night. You have to think they're going to be getting to uh, Big Ben on Sunday, so... um yeah, I mean I've I've seen this does look like kind of a letdown spot for the Packers after that emotional Sunday night victory. I'll probably walk away from this one. But if you forced me to pick it, Dan, I would probably uh take the Homer pick and, and lay the points with the Packers.
0: So there are a couple of things. Uh I agree the problem is really is the letdown, right? Like that is such an emotional victory that they had there. And especially with Rodgers' history with San Francisco and everything like that. Like that that is really something on a Sunday night where you're just like this is a prime letdown spot for the Packers. But I don't really care, Pat, I, again, because of how, how terrible the Pittsburgh offense looks right now. And just like, I, I mean, it, you know what we've said. You know, you said it yesterday when we were talking. It was sort of like, Ben, you know what Ben is doing. He's trying to survive long enough not to throw it downfield. But to find a three-yard check down to Najee Harris, I think the offense is broken. By the way, I will say it's seven. Every single book I'm looking at, except DraftKings right now, is six and a half. So that I certainly feel comfortable with doing. But I will even take it laying the seven. Because I I think that, you know, the Packers, because of the fact that, you know, they they looked so bad in that opening game. And they're still two and one. They've got to win. They've got to keep going with this. I do think that they still are going to be good enough to come on out with, you know, firing, I, I'm fine taking the, uh, the over as well with 47 and a half. Cause I think Pittsburgh will put up enough points and I think the Packers are going to be able to score on the team. So I lean that way, but I will take the spread. How about here, Pat? This is a, I love, you know, Broncos games, man, early in the season at home. Fascinating to see the Broncos Torino laying a point and a half to the Ravens at home. The total is
1: 44 and a half. What do you think of this one? Like I, I, think the broncos are the play um i'm i'm still not quite on board with the ravens we saw them just barely escape with a win um against detroit we saw them lose uh opening night to the raiders like those injuries the jk dobbins injury and the um I forget, Marcus Peters injury. Like, those were so big. Like, the Marcus Peters injury was really a blow to that defense. And yeah. um, I just don't think this is quite the same Ravens team we've seen in the past. And I do believe in this Denver defense. I mean, this is a very airtight defense. Um, just, they can really cover in the back end. When you've got, like, three or four good cornerbacks, I mean, that's just such a plus. Like, you know that you're going to be... Uh, you know, not getting repeatedly burned in the passing game. And I don't think the Ravens really have the firepower to, to do that to anyone anyway. So, um, yeah, I just, like, I think this looks like a really good position for Denver, even though they're sort of riding high. Uh, you know, Baltimore really got grabbed by the lapels and shaken a little bit yeah. by almost losing to the Lions. So I expect them to be on their toes for this one, but I just don't know if they're a good enough team to, like overcome that Denver defense. And, you know, Denver's got a pretty functional ball control offense. I just think Denver might be the better team. I think you're right. And it's weird to feel that way. Um, But especially also again,
0: Denver at home early on in the season is just a spot where you want to back the Broncos because again, the thin air there, eventually teams are conditioned enough where it doesn't have quite as much of an impact, but Throughout September, you know, early on in the season, it's kind of where you want to be here with the uh, the Broncos because, again, they're kind of used to it. And I mean, we'll be in October, technically, when the game starts. But it is something where first four weeks of the season, the Broncos at home, they have a great record against the spread. There is a reason for that. So I agree with you. I lean the Broncos and it feels weird to sort of be saying that at this point. But I agree with you. I think they're the right side. How about the Bucks? Visiting the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, the spread is six, so the Patriots are getting six. The total is forty-nine.
1: I don't think I could take anyone but the Bucks in this game now. With um, like, I don't know. We thought Mac Jones was maybe going to be an efficient game manager, but he has really not been that at all. And and uh, you know, now no no James White for the Panthers or the Patriots. That takes away a dimension of their. Offense and kind of an important one at that. So it's hard to see how the the Bucks don't win this convincingly. um I mean, it's a, a great matchup, and you know, like we can give Bill Belichick all the the credits, and he's a, a fantastic coach. But like he likes to take away one thing. What are you taking away from the the Buccaneers? Who are you taking away? Are you taking right. away Godwin Evans? Like I just I don't know. I I. Can't see the Patriots hanging in this one. Nope. I, there's no way. It's
0: under a touchdown. I will take it any day of the week. Like, I feel very confident. The Patriots are, in my, and were, overrated, you know, uh, realistically. Like, the idea that Mac Jones could step in there. And again, they don't have anybody, expl- like, they don't have explosive playmakers anyway, right? I mean, you know, it, it's just, they don't have the personnel necessarily regardless. But Jones is, you know, he. they're not good enough for him to game manage their way to victories, especially against... Tom Brady returning to New England off a loss. Like everything just screams take the box here. Yeah.
1: And it's it's too bad because I mean, how can this game not be great theater? Like can it be right. great theater if it's not a close game? But right. um, I I just can't wait to see what it looks like. But I I just cannot conceive of the the Patriots like winning this one or making it a really, really tight game. And P.S., it's essentially going to be, uh, unless I completely misread the
0: situation, living here in New England, having basically all my friends, my wife's entire family being Pats fans, they their loyalty is to Brady. And not, at this point, over the Patriots, like at, they were a little mad, some of them, when he left, they were done. But then watching him succeed, now it's certain, watching his personality come out here with everything it seems like they fully come on board with Brady and are like, whatever Pat's. like we-, we can live with whatever. So it's probably, it's not even going to be a home field advantage really for new England. If, from what I can tell. So realistically under a field goal, forget it. I- I'll take it all day long. Uh, let's get to the last game of Monday night football, the chargers at home taking on the undefeated Raiders. The chargers are three point favorites. The total is 52 and a half. What do you think here?
1: It's a fun, uh, Really fun way to wrap up the week. Uh, leaning Chargers in this one, I guess I just believe in them a little bit more. I, I think that run defense is a bit of an Achilles. I don't know if um, the, the Raiders can capitalize on that. May or may not have Josh Jacobs back. We're probably not even going to know when Sunday's games kick off, so that's going to be confusing for fantasy people for sure. Um, but just the way the Chargers handled the Chiefs this past week, Um, I worried about kind of a sophomore slump for Justin Herbert. We're not getting that at all. He looks terrific. Um, Mike Williams has taken another step up. Like, this passing game is now one of the better passing games in the league, no question. And, um, you know, I I just don't, as good as Carr has been, and he is hanging up some crazy yardage totals so far, I just don't think the Raiders can go toe-to-toe with the Chargers on the road.
0: Yeah. I struggle with this, man. Like I mean, and I was on the Dolphins this weekend getting four or getting three and a half, and they ultimately wound up covering. But I kind of expected the Raiders, especially with Carr having the ankle injury, to be flat. You know, they came out a little flat, but they got there. All three of those receivers are getting it done. But with that said... I agree with you. Like the the run defense, we we talked about it's fine. And we were joking about fantasy about Peyton Barber's going to have like 40 carries or whatever, uh, you know, this week coming in because that's just what they do. But I agree. Like, I, I feel like the charters at home in this game are the right side for it. Do you have any thoughts on the total, which was
1: the, where I lost it? Hold on.
0: Was 52 and a half.
1: I kind of think they're going to be points. I think it's going to go over. I mean, maybe yeah. I'm not giving the Raiders' defense enough credit. Um, you know, Max Crosby has suddenly morphed into young J.J. Watt, basically, where he yeah. just takes over games by himself. Um, but I, I just feel like th- these teams are going to run up and down the field a little bit. I, mm-hmm. It has that sort of a feeling. So I'm going to probably play something on the over. I agree.
0: I it's You know, I hate taking the overs on these totals, man. They're so high, but... It is the right side, you know, because, again, you know, the books, you know, they know the public because it's so much more fun to root for something than it is to root against something. So all these lines are inflated
1: and I just feel like it doesn't matter at this point. Yeah. And it's two passing teams, I think. Um, Yeah. Especially if there's no Jacobs. I think these are two teams that have to move the ball through the air and it, it just sets up like an over game. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So take it now
0: if you like it. Um, All right. That's going to do it, Pat. Thank you so much for joining me. By the way, Pat, um, you know, who is a new full-time addition here to our Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros team, um, he's going to be doing a player props. Pat and I both are fantasy rankers, as I'm sure most people listening to this know. So we generally have a good sense of uh, player props in the market, and that is a market that you can take advantage of, generally speaking. So I'm going to be doing a weekly player props video. Pat's going to be doing a weekly article on some favorite player props that he likes over here at bettingpros.com. So make sure to check that out. Pat, again, really appreciate you joining me. You can find Pat's work at Fantasy Bros and Betting Pros. I usually say, where can we find more of your work? Everybody knows at this point, but you can follow him on Twitter at fits underscore FF. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll talk to you again. We'll be back later in the week here talking about some of our best bets for week four.